Alright, welcome back to Two Jack Bros. I am Sydney. I'm sitting here with Ansley. Welcome. And we have a guest today, none other than Andy Malfarina from the Panties in the Mouth podcast. Yes, sir. What's up? Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And before we get started, I have to say, do all the stuff that you're supposed to do with the podcast that you support. Like, subscribe, do a review on iTunes. It's the most helpful. And also subscribe to the Patreon. Yes. So you can get our Patreon episode, which is very different. Yes. But very also very time. similar. <laughs> yeah. Does it get wild on the Patreon? It gets a little wild. Really? What yeah. kind of wild? Well, it's, uh, I guess, do you know what we do on the regular episode? Are you familiar? Just okay. Talk? Uh, we do talk. Is it a whole <laughs> yeah. thing? You have to actually, you have to fight Ansley for 45 minutes. All right, fine. I, 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 as long as it's sanctioned. <laughs> as long as later when they're like, when they're like, why'd you fight that woman? And then, and then they're like, then they watch the whole video and they're like, why'd you lose to that woman? <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, so, uh, what we do on the two Jack Rose podcast is we take our guests through the process of reaching enlightenment. Oh, hell yeah. So that. Us and the viewers can do so vicariously through you, so we don't have to actually go through the hard process that you do, right? That's but pretty tight. Of course, you know, we're also a comedy podcast, because that's who we are, and one of the premise, the premise of the podcast is to prove that you can have a dark sense of humor and still reach a higher consciousness. I think that's totally possible. People, do, people equate to dark sense of humor with, like, actually being, like... Uh, like bad people or disturbed people. Well, I mm-hmm. guess there is some correlation. I always wonder why, like, like comedians always get shit, but like dudes like Eli Roth, who and I got no problem with him, but I'm always laughing where it's like, yo, that guy made a movie where he like very realistically reenacted a murder, yeah. <laughs> and like no one ever like everyone's like that's totally normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that guy doesn't have any darkness in his soul. <laughs> so wait, what does he get shit for? He doesn't. Oh, okay. Like, they, oh, you're saying like is you? It's crazy how comedians get shit, not, but Eli Roth I'm is not just saying sliding. They sh- yeah, I'm not saying they should. I'm just. I always find it funny that like like movies always get a pass, even because I forget what the fuck I was watching, but I was just like, I was like, that's just it's it's it. Some some of those like horror movies get to a point where I'm like, this is just a reenactment of a snuff film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And but like everyone's kind of like, yeah, dude, that's chill. But that comic who said a word we all used to say 10 years ago, they're the fucking problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It is pretty wild. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I mean, we're here, we're here to dispel all that shit. Yeah. You know, and have a, and have a good time doing it. So that's what this, this podcast is about. So everybody that comes on this podcast gets the same questions. Oh, okay. Right? And uh, I mean... I think we can just jump right in. I think it's time. Are you ready to jump right in? Yeah. All right, let's do this. Uh, actually, you want to ask the first question? No. Oh. Well, look at that. Switching the game up. Yes. Yeah, let's get this woman involved early. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, what situation have you, in your life, have you learned the most from, have gathered the most information from? What situation have I gathered the most information from? Situation, yeah. event, you know. I like to say situation or experience. I feel experience. like that covers it all, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, uh, hmm, I'm trying to think. Well, like I did, I did mushrooms like last week for the first time, and that definitely gave me a lot of information. But that just seems like obvious. It <laughs> <laughs> seems like, well, of course, I had a really hack mushroom experience, but like it was also beautiful and magical. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, it gave me, it, it was, I, I was telling my friends, it felt like I was doing weed in 4k and it felt like very clear. It felt like you smoking weed, but everything was like clear and it wasn't all messy and stuff. And yeah, it just made me, uh, made me like look at, look at my life and, or it made me look at the things I was like doing that was like dumb and holding me back. Like a lot of that, like ego, like because don't don't they say when you do mushrooms, you kind of like, you kind of like confront your ego a lot, and I was like definitely, I definitely like looked at the things that, um, um, yeah, that probably my ego definitely got in the way of and kept me from being like 
a uh, uh, like a higher quality person, higher yeah. quality person than I already am. Yeah. You know so, what, I mean? what would you say? Uh, how would you distill that into? So, what, what what was that information then? Like, what what did you learn? Um, I'm a, I I I've I've always had a problem with like I I've had a problem throughout life being like too worried about having like people like me. And then I think getting into stand-up comedy definitely made that worse mm-hmm. <laughs> because the whole thing is to get an audience to like me and think what I'm saying is funny. So I'm like, and then, but like my whole, cause I've grown up with no, like I used to play the drums. I still play the drums. I actually got back into them again recently because, uh, cause of know. the mushrooms. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Last black Friday, uh, shout out Sweetwater. They had like, uh, you get a credit card, no interest for four years. I was like, well, I'm getting, and my wife fucking was like, yeah, you can totally have an electric drum kit in where our dining room should be. Nice. Like she told, she said she'd be chill with that. So I was like, all right, that's green lights all around. So I got, I got the drum set and, but no, it's like my whole thing like I've always obsessed with people having like a thing and like my thing is like more abstract and it's just like being funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, but then at the same time, like comedy only comes from like, I feel like, I feel like comedy and laughter and shit comes from people agreeing or like co-signing what you're saying. So if my whole identity is wrapped up in being funny and then if like, people don't like me or don't laugh at what I say or like don't agree with that stuff, then they, then that like invalidates, I, like I would take it to, I would take it to uh mut, what am I trying to say? I would just like take it too close to the chest and like be like shit like that would then like invalidate me. So it made me like realize like you got to separate who you are from like, like, like damn. I don't know. I haven't like t- said this out loud per se, so I'm like working through this as I go. You're gonna be saying a lot of stuff out loud for the first time on this podcast. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know. I thought we were just gonna. I thought we were just gonna do goofs and shit. This is real. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was like that. It was like trying to find like I'm not uh, trying to like find my identity outside just being a funny person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, trying to like figure out it like. It, 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 it didn't like give me all the answers, but it felt like it gave me this like roadmap to like be, be being my own person. Cause for a long time, like just like my whole identity was like doing like being funny and stand up comedy and stuff like that. So through that, I started like I, my existence was very reactionary. So I was like responding to what a lot of other people were doing mm-hmm. and then reacting to that. So then your 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 identity becomes a response to everyone else. You don't do so. Then then I started realizing I'm like I'm not doing anything that I uh I, I got to, I remember I got to a point actually like a couple years ago where I was like what do I like to do? <laughs> yeah, because like everything is just like stand up comedy podcasting da da da. So you're just thinking like what would people like? What would people like? And then I think what made a lot of this easier was just shout out in general to people who fuck with me, because then once like like once I started to be like, oh, OK, like you, you like people fuck with you, you can kind of like take a breath and you don't have to constantly be this like people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So like it was like that first stage of like validation made me have like more confidence in myself and made me realize I was doing all that stuff. sort yeah. of. So what 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 do you like to do? I like food. I get really I've been I've been uh like cooking and stuff really excites me. Yeah. Like figuring out how to cook something right. Figuring out how to um yeah, cooking really excites me. Um learning how to do that uh is fun. Playing the drums. I really enjoy playing the drums and music in general. Um and then also too, like my big sort of on a bigger level, uh, and it's why I'm so into like podcasting and stuff like that is just, I get really like, we we're talking about, um, like we we're talking about like conspiracies and stuff like that. And I, 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 I think I'm, I, I get into stuff like that because I just want to know, like, like, cause there's so much shit out there where they lie to you and they they like the world's presented to you and like that's not actually what's going on so i'm trying i get very obsessed with like what reality is 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's the, because there's so many people trying to, like, be like, nah, 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 this is what's going on. You're like, that's not what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I get obsessed with, like, trying to figure out with, like, what's actually happening. So that's why I, that's why, I, so I get into, like, the news and stuff like that. Okay. Was that a good answer? It was your answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, what I'm into, yeah, I'm into cooking. I really enjoy food. I also enjoy food and stuff like that because you I said fe- that multiple times. What? <laughs> <laughs> I said you said that multiple times. I don't know if you guys know this, but Andy likes food. I like food a lot. <laughs> but, all, but, yeah. but the reason, but it's like, it's like more so than just like, oh, that tastes good. Like, I feel like the more you learn about uh, food and why certain areas do certain things and stuff, you learn more about the culture and whatnot. And like, and you can learn more about that area and things like that. You get like deeper into like the world or like, like, like the way food is explains like the world around them sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Have you traveled anywhere to try food or it's just uh like, no, when I haven't been. I haven't. Uh, I haven't he, had the opportunity to like really travel like that. But that is definitely something I want to do more. He brings the culture to him. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I travel all the way over to Netflix. Yeah, and <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. Yes. <laughs> sends me there. No, I actually yeah. haven't really watched the show yet. Okay, so from here on out, what we do is we go through the process of opening up your chakras from the bottom chakra up. That's tight. And uh, <laughs> the first question that we do to do that again we're starting with the uh the fear chakra which is located in your anus sick yeah so we're about to open up that butthole going in so andy how did you learn to overcome fear how did i learn to overcome fear um by just doing stuff because like the more time it's kind of correlates with like stand-up comedy and like like, cause I'm big into doing like crowd work. Mm-hmm. I just find like, I get, I get bored sometimes of like my jokes because I'm like, yeah, you've done them a million times. You know, they're going to be, you know, they're going to like, I keep doing them because they're good. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you've memorized them and you've done them enough times. Like, you know, they're going to be good more. They're going to go well more than they're not going to go well. So like doing crowd work and stuff, uh, excites me more, but I was very afraid of that. So it was just, and I've learned over like like doing crowd work. I or with that, the more times I did it, I would get less fear because I would just basically, I if I'd go into like doing stand up and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do crowd work tonight. Will it go good? I'd like look at the scoreboard and I'd be like, well, you've done it enough times and haven't like stopped doing stand up and you've got more successes under your belt doing it than you have failures. Da da da. Or you've just like. I've done thing. This applies to anything I do. It's just like the more you do it, the more you're like, the more you can overcome that fear of like, will I fail? And then you're like, well, you, you didn't a bunch of times or you're, or even if you did, you still made it out of it. Mm-hmm. So like, you're going to be fine. So I think just repetition of anything really helps my fear on stuff. Can you remember uh, a time in your life when you were the most scared? Um, time in my life when I was the most scared. Um, I know, I know when I was a little kid, I'd be really afraid when of crowd work. Crowd work, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who wants to deal with juice boxes? (laughs) Um, no, I remember I used to do uh, I used to do CCD classes, which is like after school church shit. Okay. And you learned about Jesus and stuff after school. Which Terrifying. Is, yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> but no. Um, I wasn't even Catholic and I went to those. Yeah. I don't know was, why. It was a lot. Um, and I remember if my, I'd get, because re- I was a I, I really anxious kid. It's still fairly anxious at times as an adult. Um, and if my parents were late, I would get very fearful. Like I would feel a lot of fear and like, and like hyperventilate and stress out if they were late to come pick me up. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because you felt like if they never came to get you, you would have to become religious? No, (laughs) (laughs) no, I just remembered why that was. Cause I got lost on the beach when I was like six or seven. So yeah, I was on the beach and, uh, we were in the ocean and I was like, Oh, told my dad, I was like, I'm done swimming. I'm going to go back. And he's like, all right, just go back to the, and we didn't realize that, 
the water kept pushing us down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just started walking and I missed the towel. I missed like Aww. where my family's towel was. And I guess I just proceeded to walk like five miles down the beach. <laughs> <laughs> and then, dude, the craziest part was I was walking down the beach and these like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sure they were like college chicks. And I was like a little kid, like crying. And they're like, what's wrong, buddy? And I was like, I can't find my towel. And they were like, where'd you? They did like minimal detective work of like asking me questions. And then they were like, well, we can't help this fucking crying fat kid. (laughs) So literally, I I vividly remember, uh, I vividly remember like five college girls being like, Hope you hope you find your towel, little guy. <laughs> and that's why I hate women. No. <laughs> and then I kept going. No, actually, it was a it was a an older woman. She had a kid, and yeah, she saved the day. Nasty will help you. Yeah, a woman with a yeah, kid. Yeah, and that's why I have a milf fetish. And uh, <laughs> no, that was pretty tight too, because she's like, "Up, oh, here's a crying kid. Let's help him out." I told her what's up, and then they alerted all the lifeguards. So like all the lifeguards down the beach were in sync doing like lost yeah. fucking kid like doing their <laughs> they had like flags and everything that felt like a little to do I remember being yeah. a little kid like all this for me <laughs> that's so funny was your mom freaking out um they were my parents kept her cool in front of me but over the years talking to them about yeah. it, like actually me and my wife were just joking about this because I told my wife about it and then like we did them I never thought about this but I did the math and I was like. Oh, my mom probably fucked my dad up because it was 100% his fault. (laughs) I'm like, my mom probably fucked my dad up on that one. I just imagine like the lifeguards were already doing signals to let each other know that there were five hot college chicks down the road. And then they had to switch up their signals for like crying kid. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was a big part of why like, yeah, if I get, I get anxious on stuff like that. Like, like, oh my God, dude, whenever I go, whenever I go. Uh, do like a show or anything I triple check the address like like a bunch of times I triple check the address to make sure I have the right thing in yeah. it yeah so it's like I think that moment when I was a kid it, it correlates to a lot of things like that like yeah if my parent like my parents aren't when well, my parents wouldn't pick me up on time I'd get really anxious to be like is this the beach again yeah. <laughs> Dude, I almost want to see your reaction to showing up at the wrong place one time yeah. <laughs> oh just like, yeah but that's cool that's uh I think that was pretty good that was a fear chakra unlocked yeah right yeah. that's an open chakra yeah. that's pretty okay. good all right did I just okay so I just opened up my butthole for everyone Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, you you also opened up other people's buttholes. Oh, as well. that's tight. That's okay. Yeah. That makes it that much better. Yeah. You're and welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, guys. <laughs> yeah. So this next uh, question, we, we call it a segment, but uh, this next segment is you get an opportunity to apologize to any person, place or thing that you may need to give an apology to that will set your energy back to neutral so we can continue to proceed on this path of enlightenment? Um, I'd like to apologize to Jewish people. That was my whole... I was the one who hyped Hitler up uh, <laughs> <laughs> real hard. No, um, yeah, we were just wild that night, and I didn't know it was going to get out of hand like that. Wait, what was the question again? I have to apologize to someone? Yeah, apologize to any person, place, or thing. It doesn't have to be someone, but just if there's just something that's been sitting with you that you need to just... Let me let me just apologize to this thing and just get back to neutral. Mm. Trying to think. Who I want to apologize to. Uh I mean I know some, but then it would give too much info away. Um uh, <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> it'd be overly Yeah. Uh I know I remember this one there's this one kid in camp I wish I could apologize to where um we were playing was it not? Did you ever play? I mean, it's probably one of those games that everyone has a different name for, but we called it Knockout, where you had like two basketballs. Yes. Everyone lined up, and I was I was a bad I was always like a bad shot in basketball, and so I would always aim like three feet to the left, and then it would go in. Like that's how bad my <laughs> shot was, and then so I would always play a little bit dirty. And if um, I remember the one time the ball was like knocking off the backboard and it was coming right to me and I took my basketball and I hit it really hard out of there and then I scored, knocked the one kid out and then he got really upset about that and he was like crying aggressively. Yeah. And And real quick to explain the game knockout. So if I was shooting first, I shoot and if I make it, I go to the back of the line. If I miss it, 
I have to get the rebound Bef- and put the ball in the basket before the person behind me makes their shot. Yes. Right. Yeah. So this kid shot a shot. He missed clearly. Missed. And then it was coming for me. I knocked it out and then I shot it in. And because I was after him, it eliminated him. Yeah. And then I remember, I remember there was a part of me that was like, it was weird too. Cause there was a part of me that was like, I didn't like, I was just playing strategically. Like I technically didn't do anything wrong, but I remember it really, it really upset me that I just felt bad that, what something I did, even though I didn't think I was wrong, something I did made someone that upset. And so, and I never, I remember I was in front of other people. So I was like, eh, stop being a pussy. But like inside, I, I wanted to go up to him and go, Yo, I'm, I, I'm sorry you got so upset, dude. <laughs> and yeah. I never, and I never apologized. And I think I always felt like a dickhead for that. Do you remember his name? No. Yeah. Well, we happen to have him here. No, I'm just <laughs> He's still crying. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we can consider that a shocker unlock. But before I do, you have to acknowledge he was a pussy. Yeah. Okay. As long as we're clear on that. He was 100% a pussy. Yeah. Because but I remember, like, he was, like, he was, his face looked like I just, like, choked his dog. Like, that's how hard he was crying. And I remember it was a weird thing where, like, I was like, I knew I wasn't wrong, but it's still, I was like still seeing him that upset, like bothered me. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're apologizing for playing a game properly. Yeah. (laughs) Sydney has no sympathy. I I guess I'm apologizing for being a winner. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. All I do is win and I can't help that. I apologize. (laughs) So sorry. My bad. Oh man. My bad. All right. That's a, that's a chakra unlocked. Yeah. Moving right along. Um, Andy. How do you move past disappointment? How do I move past disappointment? Um, I think uh, I actually just recently got good at this um, because for the longest time I would uh, I dwell on shit. I remember what helped me start to be able to move past shit like that was because uh, I dabble in like uh, some Jordan Peterson shit. And, and I'm not like making your bed. You're not making your bed. No, I'm not. (laughs) No, I like Jordan Peterson. I don't subscribe to everything he says, but like, like I, I, I fuck with some of his shit and even the shit I don't fuck with. He's just a smart dude. So I feel like listening to him stimulates my brain or whatever. Yeah. But like he was saying some shit where, um, he was like, if it's older than if he's like, if it, whatever it is, if it's older than, if it's older than 18 months and like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. He's like, just let it go. And there was something about hearing like a doctor say that kind of like made it feel more official and stuff like that. So, and, and then, um, but you didn't let go of that knockout game (laughs) (laughs) from childhood. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's real deal. I feel bad about upsetting that pussy. (laughs) Sorry, Dr. Peterson. I can't fucking let that go. But no, um, Wait, what was the question again? How do you move past disappointment? Oh, move past disappointment. I looked at um something that helped me uh like be good at like letting things go is just like looking at it logically because like I was uh I don't know if I brought this up. No, uh like I look at stuff about just cuz I don't know. I th- when 30 hit me, when 30 hit me and there was like a big list of like oh, I'll be doing this by 30 and mm-hmm. like that and a lot of those things on that list weren't checked off. Mm-hmm. I took like a real assessment of my life and like a lot of things about me. I was just like that sucks, that sucks. I don't like that, about, you know, what I mean, I just like I it, just not I didn't feel as much of like a man as I as I uh was that on your list be a man yeah stop being a pussy stop crying when you play knockout that game was about me that story was about me (laughs) no I was just like and so like I'm I'm I've been more working on just like not not sucking to put in the simpler to put in the simplest way Mm -hmm. and a big part where I was just like it's like would would someone that like that's something that someone that sucks does <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. or it's like this, or or i look at it like this doesn't help you be better like dwelling on this doesn't help you be better you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. so i look at that and i go oh well then that's something that's something that's okay to like get rid of yeah. and to like leave behind how long ago did you turn 30 uh about uh, coming up on 2 years ago cuz i turned 32 in march okay yeah so Wait, you turned 32 in March? 
I turned 32. You turned 32. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So uh, what do you, can you remember a time when you were the most disappointed in yourself? The most disappointed? Um, yeah. Wait, I'm trying to think. I know there was one time, the one time I ever did Philly's Funniest, um, I remember it was one of the most upset I was. It was one of those, like, it, th- then when I got deeper into comedy, I was like, that was nothing and no one cares and no one remembered that. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it mattered a lot to me because I remember I was at the mic, I was at the Philly mic one time and I saw this dude who was just the worst and he kept going long and he kept going uh yeah he kept going long on the on the mic and then eventually i remember at the at the helium open mic if you go long they just turn the lights off on you mm-hmm. and there was and like he sucked and seeing that i was just like that's the worst thing ever like yeah. that like if if that happens to you you're the biggest dickhead ever that's how i like compartmentalized it in my brain so i was doing philly's funniest and long like basically long story short i kept missing the light cuz i'd never been on a stage and they turn <laughs> i got the lights turned off on me be a dude the literally oh no, it's coming true yo for real literally the microphone cut out and i and you was kept going he yeah, kept going that's how that's how low self-esteem i used to have i was like microphone of course the microphone breaks during my set <laughs> like that's how low self-esteem i had at the time and then they shut the lights off and i was just like i remember driving home that night like i'm done like I'm, it's gonna get around philly that i'm the biggest fucking piece of shit ever so i felt pretty disappointed then at the time yeah yeah but it, it, that, it also that doesn't feel like a full answer because now looking back i'm like that didn't matter at all yeah but at the time it felt so real yeah it felt so yeah. big i mean that's uh is, is there something is there something else that rivals that for you or is it is that disappointment fr- yeah um trying to think i know i uh when i was in high school I had a girlfriend that was, uh, she was having a rough period in her life and it was like, she was <laughs> like a heavy flow. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, she was having like problems at home and she was like on, she had like, she had like uh, depression and stuff like that. And like her, she was, she was having a weird thing with her medication where it was like fucking up the way just she was. And I remember being in high school and just being like, you're a lot to deal with. I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> and then later, like looking back, and I was just like, ah, you were kind of a pussy. You know what I mean? Like you were you were a little bit of a pussy. Where it was like it started like the second it started getting hard, I was like, I don't want to deal with this. So I I broke up with her. Which is what you're supposed to do in high school. <laughs> you, sh- you, you shouldn't be like you, you shouldn't be like when you're thinking of your high school girlfriend. You shouldn't be like having your hand in your forehead. Just like stressing about all the shit she has in her life. Shouldn't be in twelfth grade getting wrinkles. No, (laughs) no. You shouldn't have a furrowed brow as a high schooler about your girlfriend. That that well that I mean I remember that definitely set a tone though for girlfriends after that where it was like for a while and that's why I ended up marrying my wife because for a while I would be like. Well, this is starting to get a little bit hard. Will you like, marry me? Deuces. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I was like, but when I met my wife, I was like, this is get this is getting hard. And I was like, there's something about her. <laughs> yeah. She seems nice. That's cool. Yeah. So you made it through. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, that's a that's a chakra unlocked. Almost double unlocked. Yeah. For that one. We got two yeah. chakras on that? Well, no, it was one. Oh. But okay. you know, you gave us two answers. Oh, uh, okay. You know. But we'll take the uh, we'll take the Philly's funniest answer. You should have broke up with that chick. Okay, <laughs> you did. Cindy's got a lot of life advice for you. Yeah, you did. You did the right thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love. Also, your responses are also going. It feels like it's going contrary to chakra energy, where you're just like, "Yeah, dude, open your chakra and bully pussies." <laughs> I mean, listen, we're about the truth and being truthful here. And yeah. You know, you can't do, I mean, could you, like I was, I, uh, I dated a girl one time that had uh, constant migraine headaches mm-hmm. and it lasted for about a week because it was just too much. Just it was like, I much. can't deal with this. I mean, she was a good girl. She was a nice girl, Yeah. but she constantly was having migraine headaches and it was just like, no, thank you. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to say that like, well, because I did it, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But, you so know, people with migraines don't deserve love. No, 
Go they find do some not. Guy <laughs> <laughs> they do not deserve love. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, but yeah. So uh, again, we're just zooming right along here. And uh, Andy, me. what have you learned from grief? What have I learned from grief? Um, and by the way, before you answer that, uh, that last one was the uh, the confidence chakra that's in the gut. The one before that with the, the my bad was in the pelvis. So you can probably move those hips now. Oh, okay. Are you a good dancer? Uh, yeah, you are now. I'm an, <laughs> I'm an enthusiastic dancer. Hell yeah. I <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. If there was a video on me, it would probably make me very upset. But in the <laughs> moment, like, dude, you give me an open bar and they're just playing like the hits from the 90s or whatever. Like, I'm yeah. fucking I'm, I'm doing everything I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I can't imagine it looks good. <laughs> That's fair. That is, that is definitely too also because I do have like a I, I can have like a dopey white guy vibe if I lean into it. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely get away with some shitty dancing because if they look at me, they're like, yeah, they're not, he's not supposed to be dancing good. He's supposed to be, <laughs> he's supposed to be the drunk uncle, like yeah. <laughs> just fucking making it work. That's yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty sick dancer. I'm not going to lie. And I don't think it has anything to do with me being black. I think I'm just a good dancer. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I can but, see that. I was watching you stretch before the show last night. You Hell definitely yeah. have you definitely have range of motion. Dude, I got some hips. <laughs> got hips. So Andy, what have you learned from grief? And this is the uh this is the heart chakra that we're about to open here. Um I grief I think what I learned from grief is to not dwell on things you can't change. Because I think a lot of times like when people cuz like the biggest thing with or one of the biggest things with grief you always associate is like death. And the one thing I notice with like when people die is a lot of people focus on like like oh i didn't do this enough i didn't do that enough or like oh we would we could be doing this this and they 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 spend a lot of time focusing on things they have no control over so it's like you can't do anything about it so why why put that in, like why put that much energy into it so it, it, it like when i think about like my grandparents who passed away like i could i could get bummed out at the fact that like i think all my grandparents were dead before i started middle school mm-hmm. so like i don't have like you know i don't have more more memories of them as most people but rather than that that just sounds like a bummer that's just going to bum me out all day so i just focus on like Oh, yeah, when we'd go to grandma's house and we'd have fun times and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think the biggest thing grief taught me is to not is to just not dwell on things you can't you can't do anything about it. So when when that question gets asked for you, is there a grief situation that comes to mind? Is there a grief situation that comes to mind? Sounds Um, like the answer is no. (laughs) No, I don't know. I figure I'm. I think I have a weird reaction to death sometimes. I would love to know what that weird reaction to death is. <laughs> it's horniness. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think about, I th- I don't, uh, death doesn't hit me the same. It's not that I don't feel anything. I just, from like what, uh, like my uncle died like two years ago. And I was like bummed out to hear about that. But it never, and I miss my uncle every day. I don't want my was aunt. It, was your uncle's name Charles? <laughs> Do you miss your uncle Charles, dog? I'm sorry. It's <laughs> a Bone Thugs and Harmony reference. Oh. Did you get that? No. Fuck. Neither one of you got that? I'm sorry. Did you get that, listener? <laughs> Comment down below. Please, Did you someone that? got that. I miss my uncle Charles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, I, it's, it's not that I didn't, I, my uncle ruled and like, I don't want my aunt watching this just to think I fucking <laughs> felt nothing. But, um, I remember the whole time, uh, when he, when he died, I just kind of like, you know, I just, I don't know the expression took it in stride. Yeah. It took it in stride <laughs> and I didn't get overly, it, there was like one moment during the funeral. There was one moment during the funeral where they were doing like a eulogy and I was just sitting there. I was just sitting there watching it. Da, da, da. Like I was getting annoyed because there was someone, there was someone doing a eulogy that like, cause my, my uncle didn't like Trump and there was someone during the eulogy that like 
brought up a Trump reference. And I was like, can we not talk about politics at a funeral, dickheads? Yeah. Like, that bothered me a lot. So I probably was fuming on that. And then someone else was doing a thing. And then they hit, like, they hit, like, the memory department. So, like, we would all... I always loved going over to my uncle's because he had, like... Uh, and this might this might be a reason why I like drinking a lot. But he had a bar in his basement. Sick. So, like, Uncle Dan's house always felt like the fun house to go. Yeah. And he'd just be watching, like, Eagles games, like, screaming at the fucking TV. <laughs> I, there were a few times that I was afraid of my Uncle Dan. Because I was just like, why is he... Like, it was frightening. Like, the Eagles fuck up and he's fucking screaming at the top of his lungs. Yeah, what? how old was he when he passed? Uh, want to say mid to late fifties. He had like pancreatic cancer that just came on real sudden. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So fu- I fucking got him. And, um, I was just happy it wasn't fucking COVID. Cause that would always just be that would always like in the middle of the pandemic and all that. I'd be like, Oh God damn it. My uncle and all respect to people's parents, if loved ones died from COVID, but I would have been like fucking tight. I was like, God damn it. He got caught up in it. fucking COVID got him. Um, so thank God he got pancreatic cancer is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, where was I going with that? But yeah, he. Um, oh, yeah. I think he was in his like, yeah, mid to late 50s. OK, that's pretty yeah. young. Yeah. But yeah. It, it just like, that's that's the way that's from what I've heard after he passed about like pancre- there's a lot of like check your check your shit, guys, because that shit sneaks up on you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't catch it, like it bodies you quick. Yeah. 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 All right. That's the chakra unlocked. It's the heart chakra unlocked. Mm-hmm. How you feeling, man? Pretty good. This is awesome. Yeah. I didn't. I thought we were going to joke about the news. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually, I've never actually, I, I've, I've seen the layout and you guys got a dope layout, but I've never actually listened to an episode. Like I thought we were yeah. just going to do goofs and stuff and <laughs> I just have a fucking good long cry on the car ride home. <laughs> Yeah, well, we had Lemare on here, also from the Panties in the Mouth podcast. Yes, we, yeah, you did. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, he gave you no warning apparently about no. what this is, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, it's like I, I mean, I don't. I How was his episode? He probably was giving wild answers. It was fun. Yeah, it He's was like one time when I uh, murdered those orphans. I that's when I realized grief was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> his his was his was a pretty fun episode. That it's uh, people wild. still talk to us about his episode. It's crazy. Yeah. It's uh, so. Now we're moving on from the heart chakra into the throat chakra. All right. And uh, we unlocked Wait, that with be some this casting couch shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, this wasn't in the ad, Sydney. Yeah. So this is why I opened my butthole. <laughs> so the throat chakra is the truth uh, chakra, right? The, 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 and the, how we handle this. Andy, what is your favorite lie? that you've ever told and you get extra karmic points if you reveal a lie that is currently in rotation. Ooh. Uh, what's my favorite lie I've ever told? Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't lie a lot. I'm too dumb to lie. This is what they all say. <laughs> no, no, I, I really don't want to. I really don't want to. I don't, I'm not lying right now. Uh, <laughs> How did I'm you tr- break up with that girl? How did I break up with that girl? Oh, how did I break up with her? I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. What was a lie I did? He's like, I bet you lied here. I bet you lied here. (laughs) (laughs) That's my fucking wife. She probably knows what I lie about. Or, uh, yo, I'm sorry. I can't think of lies. I try not to lie a lot. Like I said, I'm too dumb to lie. And then I get caught up in them. And then I just look more stupid. Caught up in what lie? Just if I tried a lot. Oh, I see. <laughs> 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 I mean, and again, this is a, pro- you know, we do this, we do this with guests all the time and this is not an uncommon thing. Yeah. You know, typically when we get to this section, uh, this is what people say. People are like, oh man, I try not to lie. I don't lie. And then, and then they usually are able to conjure up. Yeah. I feel like I'm covering, I feel like it sounds like I'm covering up some like deep, dark secret where I was just like, oh, I remember I did nine eleven. Yeah. Like that was me. <laughs> Um, dude, I literally can't think of anything. I'm a, I'm, I'm a piece of shit right now. Yeah, no, it's just you know, I mean, it's it's uh, here, it, I guess what, what a lot of people when they get to this question, the 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 concern is like giving giving up, not just giving up the lie, but just like who 
the lie could possibly affect outside of this room. Oh, uh, okay. Right? And but here's the thing, man. It's uh it tend what tends to be the case when when somebody when people really get to the point where they actually finally find that lie, it seems to be very uh cathartic for them. Mm. And also, you can't reach enlightenment unless you tell the lie. Oh, okay. So if I don't, <laughs> yeah. Wait, you can't reach it unless you tell a lie. Well, no, unless you, unless you uh, reveal the lie, because like this this is uh, as far as this process is concerned, it's it's about talking through these things that we don't normally talk through, or maybe don't want to admit to ourselves that we are right. Yeah. And so what we're doing is where well, what you're doing <laughs> is you are <laughs> confronting all of the truth about yourself through this process. Oh, okay. And through that, our listeners are able to do the same because they're answering at home along with you. you know? Oh, so, so they're, they're at home filling out the worksheet too. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, and there's probably somebody also going, man, he, I don't lie either. But then once you find that, they're like, oh, yeah, I guess I do lie as well. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm, uh, I do remember. Uh, I'm trying to remember. This isn't like an actual, like, flat out. This is, oh, no, I don't know if this counts, but I remember one time, like one time I, uh, I fucking, oh yeah, I remember I, this is going to, this is going to be shitty. I stole money from work one time and I stole, cause I okay. was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So where did you work at the time? At Quiznos. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Had you been planning it or was it a spur of the moment? No, like, well, this. the reason I felt bad was because I was like doing the money and I was doing the money at the end of the night. And one of the dudes I work with, like he he picked out like a couple dollars and he kind of gave me this look of like and I just and he was just like, come on. He's like, come on, you take some, too. And I was like. I was like too afraid to be like, nah, dude, don't fucking steal. This is lame. Like this is, and I'm, it's like, I don't care about like the corporation or anything. Like, I'm just like, this is a lame, this is a lame thing to do. Like stop stealing from the register. And I just pushed out and I like took money too. And then when there was uh when they were like figuring out what was like wrong with the drawer the other day, I just, or the, the next day I, I made some shit up. I don't remember. How much money did you take? I was like, 60 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he, how much money did he take? He probably took like 60 to 100. Dude, those tills only have like $150 in them. Oh, do they? Yeah. Like um, when you count your register at the end of the night, like most registers at places like that, you start off with $150. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe it wasn't that much. I don't really remember. I'm not good at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys stole most of the money from the register. Yeah, we stole all the money. That's pretty wild. And you don't remember, uh, you don't remember how you kind of navigated that. Like, did you get fired from that? No. How long did you work at Quiznos after that? Uh, a couple months. And then I eventually started, at, I eventually started going to college. That was actually kind of funny because I eventually started going to college. And then uh, over the one break, I went to go over to Quiznos to try to get some like hours over winter break and I just walk up and the place was closed. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I'll need to find something else. Yeah, you shut down a corporate franchise. Yeah. Yeah. We're stealing all that money. All right. So stealing money. Hmm. What do you think, Angley? It's a lie. I mean. It's not a great one. Yeah. I'm not, no, I'm not doing good on this one and I don't want to be left off, but I can't think of a fucking lie. All right, if, if you think of one, you can come back to it. Okay. We only have two questions left, though, so it's got to okay. be quick. All right. All right. We'll, we'll consider that partially open for the time being. We got a little flow. Well, a little flow. Just dilated. A little flow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Like a little wind yeah. coming through. Yeah. Yeah, somebody shut blocked. that chakra. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, con- we'll consider, we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in that, and we'll come back. So we're getting up into the more metaphysical chakras this is the third eye chakra now right and with this one andy so what is what are two things that you used to think were separate but over time you're starting to learn are actually the same two things that are separate but over time they're the same yeah or just things in general it doesn't have to necessarily be two things but something 
or just like a concept that you used to think were separate concepts, but now you're realizing it's the same? Can I get an example? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, who's, give me an example, Ansley, from the people that we've had answer this question. Um, two things that are, so somebody talked about um, how you, when you learn, I forget what their examples were, but like, you know, like if you applied it to you, like learning how to play the drums and learning how to do comedy, comedy and drums are separate things, but like oh. the process of learning, like the mastery of the skill oh, is yeah. similar. Oh, I know that. Oh yeah. Actually. Yeah. I have one that relates to that is when I, when I became, started becoming a wrestling fan at 27, which is uh, lame. And <laughs> so it's, 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 yeah, I became at 27. I started to realize wrestling rules. <laughs> not, not as a kid when everyone else should. Um, but uh, after I got, I was married and then started watching wrestling. And um, yeah, I, I went to go see a lot of like indie shows. So this was three years ago. Yeah. Like three, yeah. Four. Four years four ago. Four years ago, I started. Yeah, it's like 26 or 27. So four or five years ago. Uh, but no, I started going to a lot of like indie wrestling shows and I really quickly started to realize like the skills from an entertainment standpoint, wrestling is much more physical than stand up comedy. Mm -hmm. But the, the, from an entertainment standpoint, the skills you need in wrestling are very similar to the skills you need in comedy because you have to like control you have to like, uh, cause most like people watch like WWE or, or like AEW and there's like a built in audience that knows all the characters and like, you can have like a little leeway and stuff, but like most indie promotions, no one knows who like most of the wrestlers are. So you got a clean slate every time and you pretty much have to like convince the crowd. And that's how comedy is. Most shows we do, people don't. Or, or most, yeah, most comics, people don't know most comics out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm in that, I'm in that boat where most shows I do, people don't know who I am. So I have to, like, off of no previous information, I have to convince the audience that I'm worth watching. And wrestlers have to do a very similar thing. They have to off, off, uh, and, and yeah, they have to, they have to convince the audience that they're worth watching and wrestling is actually like, I almost think it's a little bit harder at times because like we're, we're able to talk, we're able to talk to people and explain why they should listen to us or something mm. like that. Um, wrestlers just have to do it on in a much more superficial way and have to use their body language and their facial expressions and f physicality and stuff like that to convince the audience that they're like worth watching. And I realize there's a lot, there's actually a lot of correlations between stand-up comedy and wrestling. Is there a particular wrestler that you admire the most for exactly that? Yeah. Um, which wrestler would that be? I know. Uh, I feel like John Cena goes a little underappreciated because he's so fucking Hollywood and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you really and pe and even in the wrestling world, they talk major shit about like there's a lot of people who talk shit about John Cena. But if you really like watch him and like the way he goes, he's able to he's able to uh, like captivate the audience and keep them fucking watching him. And cause yeah, you, you, like I said, he's like super Hollywood. So you kind of don't, you don't think that he's actually like good, good at it, mm -hmm. but he is very, he knows what he's doing out there and he's able to, um, yeah, he's able to just like play the audience in the right way to keep them engaged the whole time. Well, I mean, isn't that how wrestlers become Hollywood? They're so good at the thing they do in yeah. the wrestling arena that to become Hollywood. Yeah. And then there's, um, and then there's like a cap for how much you earn in wrestling. Like, I, I think the top wrestlers, uh, the top wrestlers in WWE, they'll make a couple million a year, which is great money. Mm -hmm. But if you're in that tax bracket and you want to start making more money, you got to branch out to like Hollywood and do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Does Ronda Rousey do? She did for a little bit. She, she did. She did for a little bit. She was getting a lot of shit, and I always thought she was like way better than people gave her credit for. I thought she was uh, way better than people gave her credit for. But yeah, I thought yeah. She, she she doesn't do it anymore. No, no, she didn't do it. She got she got um she got shook by the audience because like wrestling fans are. It's really funny because like the average like do you remember um do you remember in South Park the like fat World of Warcraft player who's like. 
back in the chair like this and he's all he's got his gut hanging out and he's got the glasses and all that stuff like that like him and him and wrestling fan, a lot of wrestling fans have like a similar uh uh venn diagram of mm-hmm. like they they have like the similar vibe to them and they'll just be like there's be like these fat idiots who be like Ronda Rousey has to prove herself to us. Yeah. And like so they like the they they came at her really really harsh because wrestling fans get real grumpy whenever they feel like a uh a personality is being forced upon them. So they were like really apprehensive at first and then Ronda Rousey wasn't cuz like she, uh they wanted they wanted her in there as like a good guy and then immediately they were like no we don't like her you're not telling us who to like and mm-hmm. so they so then like the audience would give her would respond to her like she was a bad guy and Ronda some there's a lot of people who aren't prepared to be the bad guy cuz they're like cuz it's not it's not just like pretend it's not just like going out there and acting like a bad guy. You also on like Twitter and all that shit have everyone fucking screaming at you all the time. Yeah. And I think Ronda Rousey was like I'm not yeah, I'm not built for that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she hasn't but it is fun it, it's funny too cuz all the wrestling fans shit on her, but if like like I was random, I don't know why, but I was looking at WWE stock and if you look at it right now, there's this like huge spike and then I was like looking I'm like wait, what happened then? I'm like, "Oh, it's when Ronda Rousey was there. So mm-hmm. it's like from when Ronda Rousey started to then when she left, there's this huge spike <laughs> in their stock price that hasn't been able to recover ever since. I find it hard to believe that somebody who's checking WWE stock prices doesn't have a lie to tell. <laughs> 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 but that was good. I like that answer altogether. The the wrestling and entertain um, in comedy. Uh, but did any lie come to you yet? Um no. Was that was that was that the truth, Andy? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna move on to possibly the last question, unless of course Andy comes up with uh I mean, stealing from a register. That's one sucked. That but I mean that's that that is that is lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's uh you know, we it's gotta TDMP know either. how you how you try to get away with it. That's an, that's the lie. Oh how I don't remember. Yeah. It's my uh, I, my manager's my boss was like cheating on his wife or some shit so he wasn't there to scrutinize people too often. How'd you yeah. guys know he was cheating on his wife? He was fucking him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had my I had his cum in my mouth. That's how I knew. Nah, how did we find out? Oh yeah, um, I remember. Oh, that was another time. So I told you when I went to school and then fucking came back uh, and then it was closed. I remember I literally took like a week or two off on vacation and I came back and <laughs> I come back and I go to some, I think her name was Amy. And I'm like, anything interesting happened while I left? And it's just like, oh yeah. Um, the, our boss was cheating on his wife with the day manager and blah, blah, blah. And she left. And so now this person owns, it was like in a matter of like two weeks, like the whole ownership shifted and all yeah. that shit. That's how I found out because <laughs> he was probably like when I was away, he was probably like fucking her in the fucking uh, uh, refrigerator or something. Yeah. His wife saw that. Like, were you right. when you heard about that? Were you like, man, I could have stole more money? Yeah. I was like, I could have stolen so much more. That's a that's a that's this seems to be a common thing. When I was I was working, I worked at a Walmart that was not I worked at a McDonald's that was in a Walmart and our freezer was like in the storage room for Walmart. Yeah. And we had a manager that used to take. A young, way too young girl, and he would hook up with her back there. He was married. Mm. It's a cold hookup. Yeah. I mean, cheating on your wife is a cold thing to do anyway. Uh, yeah. You know? With a, young with a girl. child? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember Ooh. a lie. All right. Yeah. I just remembered a lie. Yeah, when you said hooking up, that's remember. I remembered mm. a lie. Um, yeah, I was dating this girl in, uh, I, was da- I was dating this girl in college, and I remember. Um, some info got to her that I fucked her friend and I totally fucked her friend, but I fucked her friend. A cu- I fucked her friend a couple times. So I was able to, I like the, the, I was able to still, what am I trying to say? I think I see what kind how you get away with staying. You don't lie. So what he was saying to her is like, I didn't oh, do it I, that time. I didn't, I didn't have sex with your friend three times. This, who told you that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's like, it oh, four. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah no. well, no, I was trying to, I was telling her, I was just like, I was like, no, you, 
you heard them wrong because I did have sex with your friend, but it was before I met you. Mm. Uh. And it all, but what she didn't know, it was also during dating her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You heard them wrong. Yeah. It's like, you weren't there when they told me yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, no, they got all the wrong info. But then actually, you want to know how that blew up in my face is because, um, yeah, because how it how it worked, we were all out. We were all out like partying, and then we went back to like a hotel room. And I, we weren't like, yeah, were we dating at the time? We either we were dating or we were like basically dating. Mm -hmm. And I hooked up with my girl then, and then later when everyone passed out, me and her, uh -oh. me and her best friend were like kind of flirting around, and then we went and hooked up in the bathroom. And then I remember later down the line, I was telling my buddy about that. And then he, <laughs> I was telling my buddy about that, but I, he didn't know. So it was, it was, it was, it was very, it felt like a fucking Ocean's Eleven fucking, we're going to rob this bank or rob this casino plot mm -hmm. where like all these different steps. Like she knew that I banged her before we met. He knew that I banged this girl after I met my girlfriend, but he, and he knew that she knew I banged her, but he didn't know that she didn't know about the, with the other time I, but you know what I mean? So yeah. there's all this like confusion. And then we're driving up to this show in like New York. We lived in P we live in PA and like at, over, uh, we were going to college in Kutztown and we're driving up to this show in New York and we like, we're like halfway there, so we can't really like turn back. Yeah. <laughs> we're like halfway there, and we were talking about that that night where I had sex with my girl, and then later that night had sex with her best friend. So we're we're um, driving up, and we're talking about that. And my girl's name is Jess, and her friend's name is Steph. And my buddy Pat just go, when I'm talking about that, my buddy Pat goes, "That's the night you fuck Steph, right?" <laughs> and I'm just like, like my fucking whole shit. I was just like, "Dude!" <laughs> just sitting there like, she didn't know that. Yeah. But he didn't know. He thought she because in F. F because at first I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill you, dude. But then I realized later he thought she knew that. Gotcha. Yeah. He thought that she knew that, but he didn't know that she didn't know that. You guys <laughs> went to the show after this? Yo, and the worst part was we went to this like dubstep show, which I don't. I don't. <laughs> Nobody really... was dubstepping. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They, they, were... They, they still had a good time. Was well, your girlfriend so sad when she was dubstepping? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She was <laughs> just with her head down. <laughs> just head down doing that like fucking LMFAO shuffling. <laughs> And then, um, no, because well, we were already like halfway there, but like my fr like my buddy Pat and his friends were like, we still really want to go to yeah. this show, <laughs> and so they went, or we all went, and they were all uh, rolling on Molly, and I hadn't oh. done Molly yet, so I was like a little afraid of it, so I didn't I didn't try it yet, but they had my girlfriend who wasn't really my girlfriend anymore. Yeah. <laughs> she had, she had some like weed peanut butter she made. So I, I, I took some of that and then about an hour or two in, I started to realize she made it real shittily. <laughs> so I just got a little bit high and then I was tired and like not high anymore. So I had a horrible, and then I'm also, I'm also a fucking, uh, Em, like emo ass college kid who's just like being all fucking bummed out about this so i'm like coming down from a shitty weed high they're all rolling on e i'm having a worse time ever and it was just like a long like it's just being like like being bummed like that while everywhere <laughs> you go is just mm, 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 really fucking loud yeah. that was a rough night I haven't listened to dubstep ever since. <laughs> we got that chakra unlocked. Yeah, sure as hell did. Yeah. No, that's why I felt like I was like I'm not trying to be fraudulent. Like yeah. I'm not lying about not. I'm not lying about lying. I just for some reason can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like we could tease more out of you, but that that that's we only need the one. <laughs> we only need the one. That's uh, that was a pretty ridiculous lie. Yeah. For for not thinking you lie. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> It's, it's always how it happens, though. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can't. I don't. I don't lie. I just don't well, lie. It's like, well, oh yeah, I was fucking a girl with her best friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I fucked my uh, girlfriend's best friend in the bathroom. That always slips my mind. Yeah. No, that's like when people find out that they're not funny. You know, like you've done that. You've had that like doing stand up where like the audience like like you try to hit like the audience members like interrupting and they're like, no, I'm trying to help. And it's like, no, you're being the worst. And it like hits them. They're like, wait a minute. I might not be a funny person. 
You mean the audience member? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, no, because it's like, statistically, there's a bunch of unfunny people in this world. But like, everyone thinks they're a little bit funny at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. That's, uh, all right, I think that was good. Yeah. That was, I feel, uh, I feel like we're flowing to the All right. I feel now. better now. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I was going to be like, this episode fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, all right. So, Andy, we made it to the last question with all of the chakras unlocked before it. Yes. yes. This is your third eye. We've made it to the third eye now. Hell yeah. Crown chakra. We just did the third eye. We did the third eye. Sorry. (laughs) This is the crown. This is the top of the head. This is the conduit. This is what opens you up to enlightenment. My butthole's open. Is that my third brown eye? No. That joke sucked. I'm sorry. It's okay. We make that joke all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my hack? No, 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 no. But we we also, so uh, the, the Patreon, we unlock your shadow self. So... It's a different process of unlocking chakras, but it's for your shadow self. And the shadow self is the self in us that we try to push down and, and, and not acknowledge. Mm. And uh, so when we do that butthole chakra, we call it the dark butthole. Oh, that's right. Pretty, that's yeah. Pretty. So uh, it's uh, that and definitely then, and sounds like a sci-fi m- book series <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that like you buy at the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> and then we always have to reiterate that the dark third eye is not the butthole. <laughs> but you always have to clarify that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Andy, this is the last question on this episode. Double two-part question. What is one thing you can't give up, and why? That's that's only one part of the question. And what would giving that up mean for you? Um, does it have to be like uh, like a, a physical thing? Or whatever you can't give up, dude. I'm I'm not here to micromanage what you can and cannot give up. Oh, okay. What's the one thing I can't give up and why? Um Well, in the physical space, I'd probably have to say like I'd probably have to say beer. <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm not even trying because like I like drinking, but there is also this thing where it's just like I think sometimes I may think my some like some some semblance of my identity is like locked into drinking or mm. whatever or beat because it's like yeah because it's like that especially doing like comedy like you got to be like a I get fucked up like one of those guys and I know I like I like but at the same time I like to drink a lot <laughs> yeah at the same time I do like to drink but I think I think the idea of like not drinking is this thing of like what that's not that doesn't seem like an option yeah is that like you you talked about your uncle and like him having a bar in the basement is that like yeah. like your family like the males in your family get together and like that's kind of like kind of a bonding thing i know like well like no one in my direct family drink actually on my dad's side of the family no one drinks a lot but actually on my mom excuse me on my mom's side of the family they definitely uh they definitely drink and party a lot more and i know that yeah there is probably something from like a young age there is some association of like yeah it's just like that's that that correlates to fun mm-hmm. and being personable and likable and shit like that you know what i mean you know like the people who like the people who don't drink are always associated with like being uptight and stuff like that so I think yeah, there might in in like the physical space definitely, like literally beer might be one thing because it's just like, yeah, I think sometimes I may intertwine my personality with like I drink a lot of beer, you know what I mean? So what would giving beer up mean for you? Um, what giving it up would mean uh, probably a lot of health problems being adverted, <laughs> uh, but then uh, at the price of not being cool. Oh, Andy, you're not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought (laughs) everyone loves the fact that I can drink a bunch of Miller Lights and not (laughs) and still drive home. (laughs) That's like the coolest thing about me. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's that's I think, you know, you're not the first person to have a substance yeah be the issue but i think the first one that was alcohol yeah yeah oh really yeah yeah oh uh, yeah well no i definitely i also too lean into the uh because i can't i can't smoke like that you know what i mean like especially out because i do like to like drinking's the getting fucked up i'm able to like manage better and function better on so i definitely lean into that one no and i just i i, I just enjoy it 
and I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> it's very fun. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's the chakra unlocked. Yeah. 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 Andy, how do you feel? Do you feel enlightened right now? I feel better. Yeah. Yeah, I feel good. I like talking about this stuff. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Whew. We Did got it? there. Yes. We just squeaked that one out. Can I do a bonus chakra? Yeah. <laughs> no, because I remembered too, because it actually doing this, it kind of correlates to like how you, when you were saying like, how do I feel? Because I think sometimes I get, I, one thing I would actually like to let go is that fear of, cause like doing stand up comedy, everyone has this like wild, crazy story. And like, of like, Oh, this is all the fucked up shit that happened in my childhood. And I don't, have that <laughs> like i definitely had like i i definitely had like things my parents did that are explain why i am the like why i am right now but i don't have these like crazy stories of like these are the this is like like my insane childhood and i definitely would like to let go feeling self-conscious about that you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like this weird it's like this weird thing where i'm like i'm not good enough because i'm not broken enough but it's like <laughs> Nah, but it's like, if you talk to me, you're like, nah, but you're still crazy, dude. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were stealing money from Quiznos, like taking down <laughs> small businesses, they cheat, like cheating on girls and riding in cars with both of them. <laughs> Come on, dude, you're broken. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was, that was the podcast. That's two Jack bros, Andy Malfarena edition. And again, am I saying that right? Malafarina, yeah. Yeah, Mal yeah Malafarina. Because I know you like for people to say it wrong so you can feel cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so check out uh, Panties in the Mouth podcast. They also have a Patreon you can check out and subscribe to. And uh, of course, we're about to hop into the Patreon of Two Jack Bros. Uh, as above is below. This podcast is above. The Patreon is below. And we're about to get wild. All right. So thank you so much. And get in that Patreon. Thank We're you. Out. Two Jack Rose.